Why did you ignore my order, Shinji? Sorry, ma'am. You understand that I'm your operational director, don't you? Ma'am. That means you are obligated to obey my orders during operations. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. So make sure this doesn't ever happen again. Ma'am. Is any of this actually getting through to you? Yes, ma'am. Listen up! Acting like you agree with everything I say isn't enough, do you realize that? Yes, I understand that, ma'am. But we won, didn't we? So why does it matter? It may feel like it makes life easier for you to just play along with whatever other people say. But thoughtlessly piloting an EVA like that will get you killed! So what? Not the point. Well, you certainly have some balls, but that kind of bluster won't win any praise from us, Shinji Ikari. You got that? I'm not looking for any praise. I'm the only one who can pilot it, isn't that right? So I'll pilot it. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. You're more trouble than you're worth if you keep acting like this. He's Bill. I keep hearing that. <laughs> Are you preparing for guerrilla warfare, Andy? Yeah, I'm uh, four weeks, six weeks. I don't know how many weeks in the trenches now. It feels like forever at work. So, yes. You should not go to war with gorillas, Unless oh. you can use guns, because they can't. <laughs> and if they're in the mist, then you have an advantage. They don't know how to drive tanks. Or do they? We'll find out. Or do they, though? Next time on Tuning Japanese. <laughs> no, we're not closing <laughs> up yet! <laughs> this has nothing to do with my balls. Unfortunately. I'm Matt. <laughs> oh, you got the COVID shot, huh? <laughs> you, got, you got that Trinidadian COVID shot. Yeah, you hear, you hear, about, you hear about that from your cousin and your some other friend. country. <laughs> yeah, cousin's friend. <laughs> My father's brother's uh, nephew's cousin's former roommate. Ah, uh, it's topical. topical. <laughs> you might have to use a topical cream, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. We got some energy going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's energy. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's good energy. Yeah, but well, it's no, energy I, nonetheless. I didn't say that. <laughs> no. Energetic energy. That's all you yes. get. That's all we need. Welcome to another episode of Tuning Japanese. Uh, this week, we are reviewing episode four of Neon Genesis Evangelion, titled Rain, comma, after running away. <laughs> rain, pause, after running away. Although, rain, rain. doesn't it rain, rain, rain first and then he runs away? Yes. I mean, it probably runs after, too. So it should be like, rain before running away? Raining, then running away, and then some indiscriminate time frame later, rains again. <laughs> we assume. Like a, a, a weather, it's a weatherman made this title. <laughs> How are we doing today? Doing well. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a weekend, so that's good. Ah, uh, but it's a very special Sunday, for it is September 19th, International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Army matey, tis indeed, I'll make thee walk the plank, I will. Arr. Look at me, look at me, I'm the captain now. 
Hey, homie Arties. Tis time to talk about everyone's favorite segment, Arties. It is the nerd news segment. Does anyone have any piratey related or booty related? <laughs> I said booty related. Related news, Are Anyone got anything this week for nerd news? Uh, <clears throat> does anybody care about how Dune is doing overseas? It's out? I didn't even know it was even out overseas. It is. I have a friend in Sweden. They have seen Dune already, and I am so jealous. I don't have a connection at all to Dune. This is going to be a Bill and You segment, but uh, go for it. Talk, <laughs> tell, us about, tell us about Dune overseas. Well, it has surpassed expectations and has harvested $36.8 million at the international box office from just 24 markets. Excellent. Yeah. It was number one in virtually all openings, which uh, means it's... 4% ahead of uh, Tenet, if anybody ever saw that. I didn't. I, I didn't either. I... Uh, it's uh, 33% ahead of Black Widow in its premiere. 52% of ahead of Blade Runner 2049. Okay. And it, the and the biggest worry this year was Shang, Shang-Chi, and it opened 58% above that. Wow. So. <laughs> in foreign markets, too. Nice. Yep. So this bodes very well for the uh, release of Part 2 in theaters. Okay. That's awesome. I yeah. I look forward to seeing it. I probably won't bother going to this theater because I didn't go to the theater to see Shang-Chi. I'm not probably going to bother to go to the theater to see Dune. I will because the Alamo Drafthouse in town opened up again, and it's just my absolute favorite place to go see a movie. I've heard good things. But yeah, I've just got to go to like a random theater just sit in uncomfortable seats and sticky floors and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'll wait for it to come out. <laughs> I'll go rid of Redbox. That is not the Alamo, thankfully. So, um, I don't have any connection with Dune. I don't think I've really. I don't even know if I've seen Dune. I don't. Think, I, haven't, I definitely haven't read Dune. I haven't. I don't know. I have. I, I have nothing. But uh, I'm happy if you're happy. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, thank you. Good. Any new good sci-fi is worth knowing is out there and be happy about. For sure. <laughs> Indeed. Not Agreed. a lot of. I have a, a a new thing to talk about, although I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I'm just very excited about it. The video game Deathloop came out. It's uh, Arcane Studios. The premise is it's a Groundhog Day type situation in game where you relive the same day over and over again, and you have Ooh. to kill eight targets successfully in one day in order to break the loop. Oh. It is not a game that I have played yet, but uh, has garnered amazing reviews. It's definitely going to be in, I think, a contender for a lot of Game of the Years already. Uh, currently sitting in an 88 on Metacritic, which is hard to do these days, and has uh, received many perfect 10 scores. The way that the game's set up, it seems like the kind of thing that would get really old really fast. But the way that it's it that it's done, everything I've read is that it's very narrative driven. So like as you're going through trying to figure things out and who to kill and how to find them, essentially like the game is split up instead of like a timer that's like you know you have 24 actual hours to play in. It's split up into four times a day. I think like morning, afternoon, evening, and night. In each of those, like in the playthrough, like the the fate you have to kill are in certain places at certain times in those four different spans, and you gather clues as you're playing through each of the loops that help you understand like where they are. So it's like a little bit of a detective game too. So I've heard nothing but great things. I'm probably gonna pick it up at some point and play it. Um, but yeah, Deathloop is looking really good. Um, hmm. Out on the PlayStation Five as well as PC. So. That, that was what I was gonna ask what what system it's for. Yep, it has a limited run, a limited, I think a year long limited um, time on the on the PlayStation's exclusive for consoles. 
Um, but it is, you can get it on Steam, I think, right now. Actually, I just checked Steam because we brought it up, and I don't see it, so. Okay. It should be. It's. I know it's on something. It's you know, Epic or Steam or something. But, uh, yeah, Deathloop, very cool-looking game. I am very excited to give it a shot at some point. You had me at Groundhog Day. <laughs> One of the best movies ever. It's It's a good premise for... Any media, as long as it, it can be done well, and it sounds like this is done extremely well. It seems like that's a genre you dig, because you were talking about that Minute game also that you were into. Yes, yes. Minute was really good. Um, like the, Anything where like time, I think, is a, is a really major part of the story, too. Like Even like The Longing, which is, which is set, like, you literally have a timer that's 400 days, like in real world days, and once you do one ending, like the game is over, and you don't... You, you you can't replay it unless you completely delete your save file and start over. Holy shit. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Like, I anytime I open up the game, it just says, the longing has ended, and, like, it won't let me play again until I just completely erase my my save file. Oh. It is a, that was a fun game. So any any game that's, like, time travel or, like, time is a major aspect of, like, the mechanic of the game, I totally dig. And yet you don't dig Back to the Future. I'm not a big Facts of the Future guy. Yeah, I, I never have been. So huh. I feel like I need to rewatch them now that I'm older. Maybe I'll like them more. But like, I request we do that as a group activity at some point. Okay. Oh. I would give it another shot. It's been a while. Hell yeah. Bill, any nerd news this week? Does uh, Nicki Minaj's friend's cousin's testicles count as nerd news? Nope. I, mean, I think everybody already knows it. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard a do... word about this, but you uh, haven't? I don't All right, want to. All right, Bill. Give the quick version, because I don't want to think about this too hard. It'll hurt my head. Uh, she posted that her cousin in Trinidad's friend got a COVID vaccine, and his balls swelled up, and he went impotent, and then his wife left him. Or his fiance left him. Nuts. And so, <laughs> and so, and so she's like, I don't want the vaccine, because I don't want my balls to swell up, I guess. I... <laughs> She does have balls, but they're internal, and uh, that's where babies come from. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just gonna leave. Maybe, maybe there's not much to say here. All there, there is. is a, I mean, honestly, you can. Uh, I just, I just want to use this again as a way to say, like, if you're able to get the vaccine, just get the vaccine. Let's get back to normal, please. Like, can everyone just do that, please? I, will, I, I just want some semblance of normalcy again. I want to teach without a mask on, I, but like safely. I want to be able to go places again, like safely. Just come on. I think when uh, a celebrity's cousin's friend is your evidence to not do it, <laughs> you, you got to at least start looking at yourself a little bit going, you know, am I on the right side of history here? It's like the, uh, what's that sketch? The oh, the, the um, yeah, uh, the, the um, uh, Mitchell and Webb look. Mitchell and Webb look, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like in the Nazi uniforms and they're just like... I was thinking the other day. Are we the like, bad guys? Are we the bad guys here? <laughs> I love Mitchell and Webb. Oh, my God. I'll look that up later because I don't know it. It's really good. Brit- British comedy duo. Um, had a TV show for a little while. It was on Netflix. I don't think it's on there anymore. Yep. But That's literally yeah. the only sketch of theirs I know. I haven't really I, I dug watched into like all. I watched like all, the, all seasons of their stuff. It was really good. I enjoyed it. No, that's number wang. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my, my favorite skit is... The skit they do is like a game show called Number Wang, and it literally makes no sense. And I feel like you would like it, Bill, just because I keep saying the word Wang. Fair and enough. So it's like, here's a game show with like the rules that don't make sense. That's totally up your alley. I was always a uh, Key and Peele guy. I also <laughs> enjoy Key and Peele. Same. 
All right, we need to get into our review of episode four of Neon Genesis Evangelion, Rain After Running Away. Are you ready, gentlemen? As I ever will be. Yar. Spoiler, this episode is not as good as our last three. Arr, this episode be as dull as a doldrums without rum. (laughs) (laughs) Bite, we're going to spiced up rum the episode with pirate talk. Yeah, that's fine. I may slip into it from time to time when I get bored as well. We begin with one half of the episode title. Uh, It's raining. (laughs) It's a rain in men. No, unfortunately (laughs) not. It's not raining men. It's not raining men. Um... But we are outside of Misato Katsunagi's I would love apartment. to see Ailstorm do a cover of a training man. You say Ailstorm? Yes. Okay, yes, yes. They're the... Okay, I, at first I, I thought you said Hailstorm at first. I'm like, why? <laughs> Ailstorm, then, the pirate the Ailstorm band. Ailstorm makes... Yeah, the pirate band. <laughs> yes. Ailstorm is amazing. Do you know Ailstorm? I do not. Look it up later as well. Just add to your list of things to look up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell and Webb, Ailstorm. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. No. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Kylie Minogue definitely Kylie Minogue can't get you out of my head music video worth your time and effort uh, so we pan outside uh, of Mis- Misato Katsuragi's apartment she's her rich- her normal hot mess under their blankets as an alarm goes off <laughs> to wake her up and she's like huh I wonder if Shinji's gonna skip war- or skip school yet again um, Unit 1's back up and working but he hasn't been-, been going back to do anything he's been sulking around in his room she knocks and finds a letter addressed to her. All of Shinji's things and Shinji are gone. And his ID card is also left behind. He's like, I'm out. Yeah, he says, fuck it. I'm done with this shit. Uh, and she says, well, I can't really blame him. Yeah. There, the lad jumped ship is his own troubles. <laughs> uh, again, some therapy would go a long way. Oh, for fuck's sake, yes. Absolutely true. <laughs> like just a little bit of mental health help for their uh, their employees yeah. <laughs> would be huge. That's the one thing that wasn't in the nerve budget, because how expensive would that eventually get? Like one bullet. <laughs> Those oh bullets have to be crazy expensive. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they are not very positive about mental health. Maybe it strikes a nerve. Them. <laughs> oh no! I there's... should send you off the plank for that one, Andy. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh no, they're Scientologists. <laughs> I mean, prob- probably. I'm gonna get us sued. <laughs> <laughs> careful, careful, Tom. Tom Cruise is gonna come after us. He's a little man, <laughs> and he's a little man. Anyway, so <laughs> we get our title card, and then Misato is rushing around her apartment. And she is running outside to go find him, but runs right into Shinji's classmates, Kensuke, Aida, and Toji Suzuhara. We remember them from last episode, where they ran out in the middle of an angel attack and ended up getting scooped up into the uh, Unit 1 with Shinji. And and all but uh, the one, the little guy did all but, like, the Falcor yelling, like, Wah! <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So they're looking also for Shinji, because Shinji hasn't been in school. They drop off the homework. They they brought him his homework like dicks. Yeah, like, here <laughs> yeah. you go. Suzuhara is extremely apologetic. I think he's definitely got the hots for Misato. Well, yeah. Clearly. No doubt. When when she leaves, uh, I think the one of the two says, she's such a hottie. 
That was that was him. Told you. Yeah. They used that term hottie at least five times. Hottie. Hottie. I've <laughs> gone back to the 90s for this dub. <laughs> well, you just said no doubt, so that makes sense. <laughs> Don't speak. So Misato then shouts in anguish, calling Shinji, Baka, an idiot. Mm-hmm. You little son I'm of assuming a bitch. she said Baka in the original dub. Yes. Or the, the sorry, the, the, the original language. Yes. Yes, she does. She gives a nice solid kick to that door. So then we cut to Shinji's big adventure, day one. <laughs> a despondent Shinji is riding a train, headphones on as he listens to a Walkman, the technology of the future. Izakara. 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 And he's sad, I'm taking it. I'm Shin- yeah, Shinji's day off. He's going to steal his yes. Ferrari. <laughs> yes. He's got his head down. The, the one thing I'll say about this episode that I really, really do like is there are some interesting visual choices made. Uh, even though you, I think that, you know, Bill and I, Bill can, I can jump into like some of the, our past discussions of this and other anime. I feel like this was a budget cut episode. Like this is a, they've blown their wad on the first three of these like big angel fights. Like there's a scene near the end of the episode where literally there's zero movement for us for exactly one minute. I know that was crazy. <laughs> that was the yeah. most egregious example. Yeah. But, like, there are other things, like the train scene, where there's not a lot of movement. Like, we get cuts of cells being, like, dropped in and exchanged, like, with a few people, like, sleeping. And, like, it just kind of more and more until, like, the train is empty. Um, But, yeah, despite that you can tell this is an episode maybe for the animators to get caught up a little bit. It was, there were some really beautiful visual shots and choices made. I think you're, you're probably really right about that, Andy. You know, so I imagine it was probably like, hey, crewmates, we used up all our booty on the previous episode. <laughs> we're going to have to resort to using the dinghies now rather than our actual <laughs> ship. We're out the booties, get out the dinghies. <laughs> No, not that dinghy, you Mildred. <laughs> Put it back in your pants. I was going to say, this is kind of sounding sexy in these, these booties and dinghies. Did someone call Sigmund Freud? Or <laughs> get out of here! No, Freud. no, no get, get back in the bathroom with Meryl. <laughs> IBS Meryl, turn on the fan. What I ever told you, turn on the fart fan. Damn, that shit stinks. <laughs> Fucking sword spike, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing here? We're not even talking about Transformers. Go back to Cybertron. Fuck. Hey, These uh, are guest stars, folks. <laughs> from seasons past. Season, yes. The three ghosts of seasons past. <laughs> no, uh, like, when Shinji's riding on the train, he is despondent. His head's down. There's not a lot going on visually, but I do like that throughout a lot of this, you can't see his eyes. So that the moments when you do see his eyes, you get, like, you get, like, real expression. And so I, I like the scene of him writing, listening to the song over and over and over again. And then he just kind of rides into the last stop where you don't really get to see him and what's going on. You just kind of like feel from like his posture and like the lack of facial expressions, what's going on with him. I mean, ultimately, yes. Uh, for being a budget saving episode, I didn't really notice that right away because it is not a bad episode. No, it's not. If, to their credit, they did a really good job making a, a moody episode. Yeah, introspective, moody episode. That also happens to be cheaper to make. <laughs> Proof you can cut corners and deliver good story. Very true. I like that. 
You just have to be one of the most well-regarded enemies of all time. That's all. <laughs> that's all. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. So Shinji ends up at a movie theater because what else is he going to do? Oh yeah. So there's like bums sleeping on the floor. There's like a young couple making out. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman's there. Pee Wee Herman's there. Actually, Shinji's kind of Pee Wee because like he definitely takes some interest. We get a shot of him like. The lack of eyes, and then we see the dead eyes, and then the the light comes back in his eyes as he's watching these yeah. two make out. Yeah, <laughs> it was a weird choice of a moment for the eyes. Hey, the boy's eyes come alive when he sees the gym lad and his toothsome wench getting busy. His his toothsome <laughs> wench. <laughs> she, she's out there. Yes, <laughs> I mean, probably. I don't even know what that means <laughs> with regards to this situation. Sexy, but probably. Sexy go. and attractive. That's I, too. Sexy and attractive. <laughs> uh, so Shinji ends up leaving uh, and crashing on a bench and, and wakes up in the morning. After possibly perving out, you know. <laughs> Poss- after possibly perving out. Is there a perv at nerve? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> he puts the perv at nerve. No. Put, um, only if he, he comes the, back. He puts the parf in narf. <laughs> pop, pop, porn. Um, so... <laughs> Um, God, we need to review that. Anyway, uh, so he, uh, he wanders. <laughs> you might want to explain that to Matt a little bit more. <laughs> in, in, uh, in Record of Lotus War, A Chronicles of a Heroic Night, they have the, the chibi aspects. Yes, yes. At and, the second part of the like, show. Yeah, and he's, there's a, there's a, I think they always, they, there was an episode in the, the second part of the show where they're like, pup, pup, parn. I remember like, we, it. I we made the joke that, I don't know how it came about, but we made the joke of pup, pup, porn. I that was it. That was the joke, and it just stuck. So yeah. <laughs> there we go. That that's on uh, one of the streaming services, the anime. So I'm gonna watch it that is... sometime soon, and then I'll get those episodes which I did not watch. It is Funimation, and it is fantastic. So he wanders around the next day, and this is another visual moment where I like it. Everything has just got this really cool red tone to it, mm-hmm. um, kind of overlaid over everything, and the landscape starts to spin. There's this whirring and buzzing sound. Which yeah. causes him to just bolt. Scary noises. It was cicadas. cicadas because they oh. mention it later on in the episode too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. That like nature is returning. Nature is oh. coming back. But but you definitely get this like almost like distorted and like it's causing PTSD. Maybe of like the the buzzing of like the stuff in the mech. Ah. Like he's definitely yeah. suffering here. Okay. Hidden Shinji trauma. Yes. Yes. So we go back to the apartment briefly. Masato wakes up the next day. Find Shinji still gone. He's still a Baka. Back to Shinji's big day part, big adventure part two, day two. Shinji takes the bus to some, apparently the end of the line, the edge of the Hakone Tozen Railway, and then just kind of strolls around nature for a while. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of that episode of High School Game Club or whatever, where like they just go wander around the one girl without her panties on. I don't even know if we've had released it by the time that this comes out, but uh, if we haven't, Check that out at patreon.com slash tuning Japanese, where we review that anime in our tuning in. Come, come for us. Stay for the lack of panties. <laughs> Why are there so few panties? <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, I am in fact not wearing panties. Full disclosure. <laughs> so then he sits on a, uh, on a cliffside and looks over Tokyo 3. Uh, we cut yeah. inside Nerf, uh, where... An unnecessary scan of Ray Ayanami's body. Uh-huh. Uh, and they talk about like, oh yeah, 
we have to use 14 year olds or else it wouldn't work. And I'm like, okay, sure. I don't remember that plot point, but <laughs> all, right, all right, we're going to go with it. Uh, Masato guesses that Shinji's never going to come back. And then we get a reason why maybe that is, because we get a flashback of Masato just browbeating Shinji about ignoring orders. And the whole time Shinji's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, like smiling and yeah. nodding. Yeah, he's making yep. every yes, response ma'am. he has is yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And sometimes um, he's like a little shit later when he says it. Sometimes when he says it, yeah, he is. He's he's grinning like a fucking fool. He says, you know, it doesn't matter. Like we beat the angel, and she says, well, you're not going to get any praise for this kind of behavior. Knock it off. And he says, I'm not looking for praise. So obviously, Shinji not happy with uh, with what he's doing. He just sees that there's no option other than he has to do it, and they need him to do it. So all right, Bill Drat thinks he's essential crew, but the gym lad is so totally wrong. I don't know if he's entirely wrong. Aye, perhaps not. I want to give you the rank of first mate. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> then we get a weird scene that I, at first I think is like some sort of independent film being shot. Like Ada's like playing out a war scene with himself. He's got a gun and he's just like, he's playing the fallen soldier and he's playing the brave soldier trying to tell him to keep going. And like, there's cool shadowing again. Like it, it's, it's, it's neatly drawn. I like the visuals. So he's off in a field playing with himself. Yeah. I'm not really sure what's going on. I'm really <laughs> honestly not sure, but Shinji just happens to wander by. And that's when we get our break card. Army mateys, you've made it to the break card, you land-loving skellywags. Okay, yeah, enough of that. Hey, it's Andy. Welcome to the break card, and I hope you're enjoying episode four of our review, uh, the season of Neon Genesis Evangelion. We are having a great time. Again, loving having Matt around with us to review this anime. And yeah, the series rolls on, and we're rolling on, and if you're enjoying everything that we are doing, you can be like Dan Park and now Andrew Caswell, and join us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. You can help support the show and help us keep continuing to do what we love to do, which is review anime and make jokes and hang out with each other virtually online and share that joy with you all. One of the things you can get when you become a patron at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese are the episodes of our brand new series, Tuning In. We just released After School Dice Club, our third episode, and man... That one's wild. Uh, We revealed what the anime is for episode four. I was going to let it be a secret for another week, but hey, I'm going to tell you right now. Episode four, when it releases in a few weeks, is our discussion on episode one of Attack on Titan. Yes, AOT. Go check that out. Super excited to talk about Attack on Titan. And if you are a fan of that show and you want to hear our thoughts on episode one, you just got to go to patreon.com slash tuning Japanese and help us with this show by donating $3. And you get that and all kinds of other bonus audio content, video content, show notes. And the more that you donate, the more cool stuff that you will get. Don't forget our social media accounts. Don't forget to leave a five star rating and review, which is how other people find our show. And hey, just enjoy the lovely drop in temperature, hopefully where you're at. Fall is here, and it's or on the way. In the Midwest, it's not fully here. It was actually pretty warm today. And with that, I'm just going to stop rambling, because I feel like I'm rambling. Let's get back into our review of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Love y'all. <laughs> 
from the break card. Ah, you got me. I didn't get to take a break. Did you notice? <laughs> he was like, "What did it, Dan?" <laughs> it, was, it was sort of established in earlier in the his first appearance that he he's kind of a war nut. Yeah, he was playing with a I helicopter or so. something when he first appeared. Aaron's mom, what happened to your no, legs? No, no, we, we haven't even announced that yet. Shh. Shut that up. will not be announced for a while. Hey, <laughs> keep your voice silent, Bildrat. We'll put you in irons. We'll put you in the brig. Arr. You can't spell Bildrat without Bill. Hey, tis true. Damn your <laughs> logic. Kind of true. Kind of true. <laughs> Do you notice on the break card, the, the episode title actually said Hedgehog's Dilemma and not the actual yes, title? Yes, it did. I saw that. These episodes, I think they've got a separate title for the first and second half or something. Ooh. Oh. That makes sense. I noticed it, but I figured it was just more of like the uh, how the dubs and the subs don't line up. Gotcha. Yeah, because I googled it online and I did not find this for the title anywhere. So like, I think Andy, you're right, Matt. Andy, stop talking Matt? about your googling. Keep it show related, please. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I hate to, hate to. I'll just, I'll put that away. Excuse me while I put this while away. I put, while I put this away. So apparently. Ada is just at some training facility. It's unclear. There's like a sign posted and it's like got a schedule. <laughs> He's just camping out, I, I think. I, I think so, too. It's weird. The, the two friends catch up. Um, they talk about Toji getting scolded by his younger sister for his actions of running away during in the middle of a, of a <laughs> yeah. battle. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was running away. I thought it was she was scolding him because he hit. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, why. was that it? That was why. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like. That robot saved everybody, even though I got hurt. Like, we'd all be dead if it wasn't for him. Oh, that's fair. So you shouldn't have been punching him, you dick. <laughs> yeah, quit punching that boy. Once again, a brother is helpless against his sister. Was that in One Punch Man? With yes, a, with a, it was. With a it was metal, uh, bat? metal Bat. Metal bat. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> love that. Fucking love that. Um, There's our one One Punch Man uh, reference for the day. Hey, it's, it's a better brother-sister relationship than some animes have. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Koikaze. That weird fucking one I was watching about the knights and the weird... Anyway, maybe we'll review that first episode for an episode of Tuning In. It's fucking weird. So they note the, quote, revival of the ecosystem at this point. They talk about Misato being a hottie. They talk about piloting the Ava, and Ada's like, man, that's probably fucking cool! <laughs> like, pew, pew, pew! <laughs> and Shinji's like, yeah, no, your mom would be really upset to hear you say that. And boys, like, honey. Boys. Fuck you, I'm an orphan! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like you! Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> that's, why he's horn- that's why he's horny for giant robots and women. I uh, guess, maybe? Maybe? Possibly? <laughs> Question mark? I don't know. <laughs> So Shinji asks what we all want to know. What's with all this training stuff? Apparently, it's just for fun, not for guerrilla warfare. Well, good, because if it was for actual warfare, he'd be dead. They don't get to relax for very long, because Nerf arrives. Nerf. 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 They show up to get Shinji and bring him back, and he's like, all right, cool, I guess. Marvel's Agents of Nerf. (laughs) The next day at school, though, Suzuhara is pissed. He's like, why didn't you stop Nerve? And Ada's like, seriously? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and uh, Suzuhara goes, what's the matter? You don't have any balls tucked out in those shorts? And I love Ada's <laughs> response. That he says, only an idiot would size them up. This has nothing to do with my balls. <laughs> Yeah, this is simply an analytical assessment of the situation where it was not possible for me to affect the outcome. Truth. In any way that didn't involve my death. 
Or at least my severe beating. Or, or his balls. Or my balls. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Bill. Castration! Uh, Shinji and Masato meet up again. Uh, she asks him directly if he plans to pilot the Ava, and he asks in return, Hey, so why aren't you scolding me? This kid. Uh, um, <laughs> he's being scolded right now. Isn't he in jail or something right here? Yeah, he's in like a he's in like prison. Like essentially. Yeah, like military tribunal. Yeah. Throw him in the brig. For running away. He tells Misato, well, it's not like we're family or anything. Which is bullshit. Ouch. It's bullshit because she's really nice and made allowed it so he could live in her unfit apartment for a teenage child. <laughs> she's the the closest thing to a family he's got. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Not 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 his dad. Yeah, his dad ain't doing buck shit to him, so just uh, an older woman and her penguin. The classic trope of an older woman and her penguin. Yeah. I've had that dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm. Um, so when asking what happens if he refuses to pilot the uh, pilot the, the mech, the Unit 1, uh, Masato counters with saying, well, I guess Ray will have to do it. Which is like, they're always their go-to. It's like, well, I guess if you're not man enough, we'll send that broken, injured child into this thing. <laughs> yeah. So mean. Well, <laughs> again, with the power of boners. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Uh, Shinji does, really? I think, I think he kind of accepts. Uh, this whole yeah. scene is, uh, is, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it all that much. Why is that, Matt? It's like, conf- it confuses me a little bit. What aspects? Because I kind of agree. Uh, there's a whole lot of no meaning yes kind of things going on. Yeah. Uh, so... I just took it as, as, uh, blackmail. Uh, like, oh, well, let her get hurt and killed if you don't. Well, do yeah, it. that part, that's, that's emotional blackmail right there. Just that, but. I don't know. He's saying he says that he's not cut out for it, uh, but he'll do it. Yeah. He says he'll do it, but immediately afterwards he's resigned. Yeah, he says he'll do it, but then like, well, it's, I think here's here's what I get out of it at least, and I, I might be wrong, but like he says like I'll do it, but I'm nowhere near as good as you or anyone else. And then that's when Masato snaps and is like, "You got to cut this attitude out. If you're gonna be here like this, then get the fuck out." Essentially, is what she says. And then we cut to him resigning. So I feel like I. Maybe those words cut to him. I also kind of thought that some of it was because her and uh, Ritsuko talked about it earlier that his heart just wasn't in it. Yeah, I didn't like that so conversation I, much either. <laughs> I, I kind of think the idea there is like if he's going to go in here and just kind of half-ass it, yeah. he's going to get himself killed. For sure. Like if you don't want to do it, you're better off not hurt, getting yourself hurt. And I think that's her t- trying to take care of him. Yeah, I get that. All right. Well, it seems that Shinji is going to take off, um, so he does decide, like we said, to to not and to actually to resign. Are the bilge rats mutinying? <laughs> so the senior Akari says, "Fuck it, rewrite Unit One to accept Ray." And Ray is like behind them, as in a cast, has like bandages all over her. Yeah, she's looking what better. Now? <laughs> Ray is robot. Ray will do whatever commanded. Basically, like we still have not really heard her at all. In these episodes. He also, okay, few things to note here. This anime does this really well of sprinkling little tiny things in. Mentions something about a unit zero, which we've never seen. Yes. Yep. Mentions that there's no sign of the fourth children. Mm-hmm. And then that brings up the question of who is Ray the first children or the second children? And if Ray is, is one of those, then who is the other children that they're not mentioning? A lot of questions to ask. And why do we keep saying children instead of child? Yes. I, I love how the anime does this. 
bad, bad English, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It could Tra- just translation be. troubles, perhaps. Perhaps. I think that's what that is. It's, I, don't I don't know. It, that actually kind of bugs I me. I feel like with a modern re- re- redubbing, though, they could very easily change that. Yes. Which is weird they didn't. Unless that's just become such an iconic part of it. Maybe. They're afraid to. Yeah, that could be. You'd think they're they're saying that uh, Shinji is an example, like an example of the third children. Yeah, like like there's a, a distinctive groups of yeah children. Yeah. So nope, just uh just one old child, but pluralized. We see a scene of Shinji's ID getting stamped with a big red resigned. <laughs> Boop. Yes. Uh, he asks to see Misato one last time, but that shot down. Instead, he's dropped off uh, to essentially be taken to a train station where... You don't work here. Fuck you. Yeah, basically. Essentially. Like, you don't have the clearance for that. Uh, where he meets his... He ends up meeting his two classmates at the station. They toss him a bag. Aida pushes Toji forward. Toji apologizes and says, I want you to punch me. Yeah, please punch me. <laughs> it will make my, my soul happy. <laughs> at least that's Shinji what does. he was told to say. It's true. He does, and he does punch him. Um, although I love the fake out where like he's about to punch him, and Toji's like, "Wait, only do it if you really, really mean it." And then Shinji winds up. I don't even think it's a only do if you really mean it. I think it's really more of a like don't half-ass it. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want mercy. Yeah, put your whole That's weight, fair. put your whole weight behind it from the balls of your feet to the tip of your knuckles. Matt, this isn't about your balls. <laughs> I was talking about Shinji's balls. Or maybe we shouldn't be talking about the miners' balls. <laughs> They're covered in coal dust. <laughs> <laughs> or something about brass monkeys. <laughs> they mention that Shinji, that with Shinji leaving, that they too will probably have to leave because Tokyo 3 will get destroyed. They don't say that outright, but they kind of allude yeah. to it. Guilt trip. Well, <laughs> it was a good city. <laughs> I, was, I enjoyed it. It's a good run. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Tokyo Four will be better. Maybe, maybe Tokyo Four will get a Starbucks. <laughs> There's absolutely a Starbucks in Tokyo four, Three. That's 2015. Obviously, <laughs> that's fair. Very Every fair. one of those buildings has one at least. Yep. <laughs> Suzuhara stands up for Shinji, though, saying like, "But if anyone gives you any shit, let let me know. I'll beat the crap out of him." I love Suzuhara. Yeah, yeah, he's he's becoming a much better character. I agree. Shinji is led up some stairs, but then he stops, turns, and runs, and the, the, the nerve guards have to catch him and drag him back, and he's like, I'm a weakling, I'm a coward, I'm sorry. Arr, mateys, I'm a scurvy dog. <laughs> Arr, apologies, mateys. I'm such a scurvy dog, I'm a coward, <laughs> yellow-bellied coward, scurvy dog. Please forgive me. Uh, they do seem very upset by like, oh man. There, there he oh, goes. Man. Oh, man. There he goes. <laughs> oh, man. So back at Nerve HQ, Misato and Ritsuko stand in front of a really cool... Yeah, I got a feel for these guards who have to deal with oh, a whiny kid yeah. oh, for being sure. an asshole all the time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, they don't get paid enough for this, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Misato and Ritsuko have a conversation in front of a really cool, like, image of Unit 1, like, split in half. Like, in half of it's in shadow. Remember, right. Misato recalls the hedgehog dilemma... Uh, which was in an earlier episode where, like, two hedgehogs can't get close because then they'll prick each other or something. They, yeah. They can't share their worms because of their pricks. Because they are pricks. It's, it's close enough. Close enough. <laughs> close enough for their pricks. And then... <laughs> it's not about your boss, Bill. <laughs> no, it's about a prick. 
And now for a nostalgia moment. Remember Jim Henson's The Storyteller? Yes. And the hedgehog story? No. I don't remember I don't. that one on it. Ah. Off the top of my head, no. Hans my hedgehog was the title of that one. I'll have to look that a humanoid one up. shapeshifting hedgehog creature. Okay, I'm gonna look that one up. I love Oh that. like Dooney like Dooney and uh The Witcher. Sure. Hey. I don't get that reference. You should watch it. I maybe should. So You should maybe not watch it until like you watch it with me, because it didn't make any sense at all when I first watched it. That's fair. And then I played the games and then it made a lot more sense. Gotcha. So this is where Misato's light bulb moment goes off. She's like, oh, Shinji's the hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, they're both hedgehogs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That realization will lead her to Shinji, as we'll see in the next scene. He's a hedgehog. She's a hedgehog. Would you like to be a hedgehog, too? Yes, I would. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. We do gotta go fast. We got ten minutes left on the call. Uh, nine minutes now. <laughs> so Shinji waits for the train, head down, ba- a bag clutched in hand. The door opens, and then we hear Masato in his mind say, Keep it up. Bow chicka bow wow. Not that way. The train pulls away as Masato comes barreling up in her in her blue vehicle, which is still running. Which, <laughs> she got it all she fixed got it all up, fixed really. Up, it doesn't damn look- it. Yes. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't look like it's a mess anymore. Uh, Shinji's friends, who are just chilling there, notice her. Oh, hey, that's that hottie at Shinji's. She's too old for you. You know why I know? Because she's a blue hair. <laughs> Bill's just nodding. Uh-huh. You loving the blue hairs, Andy. Uh, behind Masato <laughs> is, is Shinji. He did not get on the train. He didn't leave. And this is where we get a tense moment, the one I alluded to earlier, where literally a minute, I timed it, about a minute goes by with, like, zero animation. Mm-hmm. That was weird. And zero dialogue, zero anything. We had, no, there was uh, the song. There was there was some dialogue of, like, the train station. Yeah. That's not dialogue. Well, there was, there was background well, okay. narration. And then there was the song that he was listening to on his headphones uh-huh. played for a little while. Which, the song was never loud enough for me to know what it was or know any lyrics. So I feel like it, well, that part wasn't very effective. <laughs> no, that was definitely their stumble moment of the episode. Yeah. yeah. For reference, the the Japanese onomatopoeia for staring is G. <laughs> and then the, the episode ends with Shinji saying, I'm home, and Masato saying, welcome back, Shinji. And that's it. That's episode four of Neon Genesis Evangelion, Rain After, after Running Away. <laughs> I are still as bored as the doldrums without rum for this one. Let's talk about it, this episode overall. Normally I would start, but Matt, I want to hear your take on this episode since you are kind of down on it. Um, <laughs> what are your overall thoughts on episode four? It's mostly mostly personal. I, I guess it's just maybe it's a little too introspective for me. Maybe it touches on topics I just don't want to think about. I don't know. It's a break from the previous episode actions. At a t- when a time when I didn't want it, they just they kind of drop you into it rather than easing you down, like maybe with a an action scene at the beginning or something. Do you think? Uh, do you think this would be better if end of episode instead of what we got, we uh, maybe there was an angel attack that like maybe helps Shinji make up his mind or. Or like coincides with him making up his mind, like giving us a little bit of action to like because they did that really really well in the end of episode one where there was a cliffhanger mm. before you get into the actual battle. Like, is that what what's missing for you in this episode? That would have helped. That would have helped. It might work better during a marathon watching situation, maybe. Right, where you're not like sitting down watching just an episode and then trying to analyze. Them. Yeah, because then I get expectations start coming in, and then when I don't get it with the episode, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, Shinji. 
All right. That's fair. No, it's fair. I think it's a fair assessment of the episode, in all honesty. Bill, thoughts on this episode? I thought it was a perfectly serviceable episode. It was, yeah, I, I just think, the for me, the big thing, there wasn't a lot to write about it or to say about it. It just didn't have anything to really discuss. It was perfectly atmospheric and moody and... I mean, Shinji is still kind of a little shit, and we get that, mm-hmm. but other than that, other than that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought it was fine. It's it's a bunch of uh, internal struggles without any exterior visuals, kind of, mm-hmm. for it. Right. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I don't mind that we have an episode that's all about personal struggles and strife. It'd be better if Shinji was a little bit less irritating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I... He's still not a likable main character for me. Yeah. Like, I don't mind, in general, just, you know, people having motives and they're not really saying it out loud or they don't really want to say it out loud. And that kind of stuff's fine. I don't... I can watch stuff like that just fine. Um, I just wish I... They're better when they're characters you like and care about. I know this is going to be a bad reference for Andy because he doesn't care about it, but late episodes of Buffy could have an episode like this where everybody is kind of upset with each other and struggling, could and had did. And it's fine because you understand who everybody is and what they're thinking and what they're, you know, where they're coming from. And you like most of the characters. Sure. So just a little too early for this show. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. My thoughts overall, uh, I, I feel like it was a good episode. I like pacing things out and giving this more introspective episode in general after all the combat. Combat's fun. I feel like there's going to be better combats to come later on in the in the series. It's definitely an anime that has some deeper meanings. Uh, it's an anime that has that I think is really good at analyzing character. I do agree though that maybe it is a little early. We don't have these characters fully figured out. If they would have given us a little more background on Shinji instead of just throwing him in, that would have helped us. I think connect a little bit more with like why he's so down in the way that he is. Yeah. That said, I still I I think maybe I'm a little I'm a little softer. On, on Shinji's character than than you two are. I get like in some ways like why he's he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be there. He feels maybe like some sense of like responsibility toward his father, but at the same time like his father doesn't give two shits about him. He's got daddy issues. He definitely has daddy issues and that does I mean that's something I have, so like just <laughs> I get it. I get I get where Shinji's coming from, so uh in that in that way. So I liked the episode. I, I do agree, though, uh, with your assessment that maybe we need a little bit more before we really dive into something like this. But I'm interested more going forward, looking at the other characters and learning about them as well as kind of seeing it through the, the lens of Shinji. I want to know more about Ray. I want to know more about his uh, Shinji's relationship with his father. We just haven't gotten enough yet. But the good news is we have lots of episodes left uh, to do that in. Like episode five next time, which is Ray Beyond the Heart. So I think we'll get some answers about Ray Ayanami next time. That'll be a Bill episode. We. Um, but that's next time. It's about time we get out of here and wrap up this episode. Matt, if you would, take us out, kind sir. Avast me, hearties. Pass the grog. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Arr, I'll send it over to you. <laughs> Let me pass it along. Virtually. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. Ah, this has nothing to do with my balls. I'm Matt. Am I preparing for guerrilla warfare? Who's to say? I do work in public education. I'm Auntie. And I'm more trouble than I'm worth if I act like this, which, fair, fair. We will see you next time. Pass the grog! (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please support the show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to all of our patrons, including Brian Nash, Superfan Matt, Dan Park, and Andrew Caswell. Shinji Ikari, correct? Yes, sir. We're NERV Security and Intelligence. We have orders to escort you directly to headquarters, as per the NERV Security Ordinance. Will you comply? Yes, sir. And you just stood there? You let them take him away? Give me a break, Toji. They were from NERV Security and Intelligence. Those guys were pros. What's that got to do with it? What? You don't have any balls tucked down in those shorts? Oh, Only an idiot would pick a fight after sizing them up. This has nothing to do with my balls.